With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Quack Report. My name's Carter, and I am here to talk to you today about draft and not the beer, although there's a couple of those going around, um, but the draft lottery of the NHL, where the Anaheim Ducks now know exactly where they will be picking, at least for their first pick. And I am joined by Nate, who is also going to discuss different draft. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Just you're gonna talk about it, okay? I w- I'm not. I'm not here. <laughs> I wanted to see how long it would take for you to to chime in, but then I. Oh no! Bad. I was gonna see how long you were gonna go with it. Hello, everybody. Okay. <laughs> it's like a game of chicken there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could have just done the whole episode by myself, and you at the end can chime in. <laughs> there you go. Oh, how's it going, bud? Not too bad. That's good. It's uh, it's Saturday night. Everybody's yes. favorite night. It is Saturday night. Saturday night's and, uh, all right for fighting. And drinking. Get a little action in. Thank you, Elton John. <laughs> and thank you, Nickelback, for... Yeah, Nickelback's version. Our generation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I still remember finding out that song was done by Elton John. I'm like, it's done by Elton John? <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, oh my God, this is going to suck. Like, Nickelback's is probably way better. And then I heard Elton John's, I was like, no, nah, this fucks. <laughs> this, yeah, this, fucks. <laughs> this version slaps, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um... But yeah, we, uh, we're here just having a couple beers over Zoom and uh, here to talk about the potential sixth overall draft pick of 2020 and who we think it might be. Yeah. To tie it back to the fighting thing a little bit, I think we need to talk about the uh, draft lottery itself. I think a lot of people are ready to be fighting the NHL. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Especially Detroit and Ottawa fans. <laughs> oh, God. I just feel so bad for them. I like, was like, I, it's got to be one of them. Like, yeah. I was just hoping for one of them to get the first overall pick. We bump <laughs> and up. And L A gets bumped up to second. Detroit falls to fourth. <laughs> yeah, like, like you couldn't, you couldn't even get get them to get third. Come on, like oh, you have like almost a record terrible season, and you can't even get higher. Like you can't even get in the top three for a pick. Yeah, that's just sad. <laughs> I, I honestly think. What they should do, instead of having the percentages like just be the same year after year, they should weight it based off of how awful you are. <laughs> I'm like, I know the point is to prevent teams from tanking, but like if you're historically bad like Detroit, you should have like a 50% chance at the first yeah, overall pick. Absolutely. Just something like absolutely bonkers. Not Team E, who had what? Would they have like a one and a half or like two and a half percent it was a chance? Two, yeah, two percent chance, I think. Two percent? That was the number. Yeah, yeah it, it was something incredibly low. Yeah. They got it. So, And I think that's like the first time that like a spot that low has gotten that first overall pick, actually. 
Yeah, they've gotten like the second or the third before. Like yeah. Philly jumped up. Um, when, when was the Nolan Patrick draft? That was a while ago. Is that three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. Oh, no, but he was... Uh, oh, no, he was second overall, right? I think so. I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel so awful now. I, I came <laughs> so unprepared. <laughs> um, but no, like teams like teams have jumped up from that low to like second or third before, but not not first overall. Yeah. Um, I know it, you've, you've really had a back and forth, especially on Twitter, of like it's rigged or this shows that there is no rigging in the NHL draft. I still would like to see them like roll the bingo balls or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd like to see that process, honestly. Still, especially yeah, I don't after, get why they have to do it behind a locked door. Yeah, like especially like, after the uh, what the f- was it four draft pick or four first overalls in five years for Edmonton, like in six years or in s- six years. Okay, <laughs> but like that's me. That's like the, kind of the start of making me question. And then on top of it, because this okay, I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat here for a moment. This is just playing uh, like media and airtime, right? Because how if you had just gone with points percentage, top 16 teams, you would have one day of draft. But by doing it this way and having a phase two of a draft lottery alone, you're able to get more airtime and more media coverage. Exactly. And not knowing who it is. Um, just really like amps up the media attention. Yeah, I guess. like you can't tell you know, me this all doesn't seem a little suspicious. Honestly, I, I was a little suspicious. I was like, "What? <laughs> like, There's I, no way that they try this new draft format. Like new. I mean, they're not going to do it again. I, I mean, at least I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like very specific circumstances, but like, there's no way that that just happens to be the first overall pick. So we don't actually know exactly. Like, yeah, like it, it seems a little like it's it's too played up. I think. Yeah. If that if that you know makes remi- sense, maybe that's the wrong. You know way, what it reminds but. me of? This is only going to apply to people who have watched The Walking Dead and were invested in it, like Nate and I used to be. But the end of season six, where Negan baseball bats somebody in the head, and, and you don't you know who the point it is. of view, and they go the entire off season. You don't have you have not a clue who and you go like half amount of you go like over halfway through that first like season seven episode before you finally figure out who it was exactly yeah but like just how much that attention how much that show got attention yeah and like it was just for the media and everybody knew it that's exactly what this reminds me of is they just like keeping everybody in the dark to hype up the media attention. Yeah, like that's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, like on one hand, I can see the <laughs> like I think uh, like our uh, one of our uh, heads there, uh, Isha, is on the side of it's not rigged. Like this shows that it's not rigged. Uh, like I can kind of see it of like yeah, they just happen to have a two percent chance and they got it. But on the other hand, too, they had a two percent chance and they got it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't even know yeah. who it is now, and. See, now this is where I actually don't know which way it's going to go because with the play-in series, yes, every one of those 24 teams has a chance for the Stanley Cup. Like you would think that, yeah, the Stanley Cup is the goal. But now that you have that in the back of your head that you could lose out that play-in round and get 
uh, Alexi Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. Like, that just kind of sits in the back of your mind now. The option's there, anyways. Exactly. So, like, I could see that for maybe a team like Montreal or Chicago, who, especially for Montreal with a, with uh, Carey Price, not 100% sure if he, at least at the moment, if he's actually going to come back to play this playoff. If you don't have Carey Price there against a healthy Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, uh, Murray, and Jari, I'll say both of them, um, just as, like a few players to name there. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going, nah, screw that. Pittsburgh can t- can go to the first round. We want Lafreniere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, like. I, I don't really know. Option, like, but yeah. I, I saw a good uh, a good post. I wish I could remember who it was by, but I, I really can't, and I didn't save it. Um, but it was like, uh, it, it basically said, like, that that's not really going to happen. No one's just going to purposely lose. Because the player's job is to win games. Like, that's what they want to do. Players don't want to just lose. They don't care if they get Alexi, Fren- Alexi Lafreniere on their team. Like, they'd be happy with literally any one of these guys in the first round to be on their team. True, but you want to go... Most likely. True, but you want to go back to... Uh, what year was it? The Pittsburgh Penguins and the Mario Lemieux draft. They say they didn't tank on purpose, but, like, come on. Or or Edmonton for or Edmonton for Connor McDavid like, well we were like fourth or fifth that year or sixth even, and moved up. Yeah, so. but like <laughs> everybody is tanking for McDavid that year. McDavid's di- like, McDavid's different. I, yeah. I'd be saying the same, same thing if he went to Toronto or he went to Buffalo. No, I know. Like you you had a chance at a player like that. No, no, yeah, like, no, I know. A, yeah, like it's possible. Like. I definitely think teams were tanking for McDavid and teams were tanking for Crosby in those years, but I don't see anyone tanking for life any year. Not because he's not a good player, but he's not like that level of like, yeah. Like he honestly, <laughs> he, he should be going to Detroit because they were that shit. And I say that in the nicest way possible, because you know what? You're stuck under a bunch of bad contracts right now. And Ken Holland kind of screwed you over just trying to keep that playoff streak alive. So, <laughs> Like this was this was coming, and this is honestly what you need from a business standpoint mm-hmm. is a player like this in Detroit right now. Yeah, exactly. And they're not they're not gonna get Lafreniere. Yes, they're gonna get a great player at that number four spot, but you're not gonna get a player like Lafreniere. No, you're not gonna and get that, that franchise player. You're gonna get a top yeah. six player. You're gonna get a top three or a top pairing defenseman. You're gonna get like a first line player, but you're not going to get like a franchise build your entire future around this player type player. And that hurts. It does. That's exactly what they needed. You're right. Um, Just, yeah. Trying to keep that playoff streak alive really hurt them. And like, they really have next to nobody on their team. Like they have some good, um, some good players like, you know, Mantha. Um, They had Athanasiu. Um, yeah, they shipped off everybody, like yeah, because they had to make something ready for the future. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like, they still do have good players. Um, yeah, who's the guy I'm missing? Larkin. That was the guy I was trying to think of. Yeah, Mantha, Larkin. Um, Jimmy Howard can still play, not for very long, but he can still play. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this season kind of shows differently. But again, when you have the team that he has that he had in front of him this season, oh yeah, exactly. Can't do a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, look at Carey Price even in Montreal, right? Can't do a whole lot, even if you're like one of the best goalies in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Um, but anyways, tie this back to the draft. Let's take off the tinfoil hats for now. Um, there's <laughs> enough of that going around on, on Twitter and Reddit and Facebook and all that. Um, let's get into, I guess, who we could potentially take as the Anaheim Ducks at that sixth overall spot. Really, I don't know who the options are even <laughs> could be like it's literally sorry, any- can you can, can you imagine bob mckenzie say so who do you think is gonna go in the top five i don't know yeah no idea <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> hence why i am not bob mckenzie <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um like alexi lafreniere is going at number one um, yeah stutzel and byfield i think are two and three i think they're locks to be yeah you just don't know which spot they're gonna go in necessarily but it's going yeah. to be two or three exactly it really depends on who la wants which either yeah. way fuck <laughs> <laughs> um and then fuck af- and fucked yeah. and then after that like four to nine or ten like yeah you don't really know it could literally be anybody like bob mckenzie has jack quinn at number 10 he could easily go fourth to Detroit. Yeah. Like, who knows? You have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess uh, I guess a good starting spot here would be Bob McKenzie's sixth overall pick. You know, Bob McKenzie right. with TSN, he's, he knows his shit. He's been around for <laughs> a long time. This is, this is actually uh, his last uh, draft projection. No, it's not. Yeah, he's retiring, let, unfortunately. No. <laughs> we'll let him <laughs> petition to keep Bob McKenzie on. I will, I will find out where Bob McKenzie is deciding to retire, and I will just go and ask him. I'll be like, hey, who do you think is going to go first overall this year? Yeah, yeah exactly. And second, well, I'm, sure, I'm, yeah, and I'm sure he's still going to – yeah. <laughs> I'm still sure he's going to be, like, active on Twitter and that kind of stuff and, like, still give his opinion, but yeah. – I'm going to DM him every day asking yeah. him for draft rankings. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's it today, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's tie this back. We need to – we need to focus. We need to lay off the, the brewskis, I think. <laughs> Man, I'm like not even a quarter through my first. Okay, I need to lay off the brewskis. My alcohol tolerance is really low, though, especially in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lucas Raymond is currently ranked uh, at number six by our Lord and Savior, Bob. Um, he is from, how do you say that? Verlunda of the SHL? Verlunda, yeah. Okay. 5'10", 177 pounds in 61 games played. This season, he had... What position is he? Oh, right winger. There uh, you go. <laughs> he had four goals uh, ten and ten points, I think that says. I don't know. It's yep. cutting off on my yeah. browser, and I can't Yeah, four goals, ten points. It's not letting me scroll, which is bullshit. <laughs> but, um, okay. Anyways, that's all I got. That's all I can see. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your uh, initial thoughts on, on Lucas Raymond? I know he kind of played in a limited role there over in Fralunda, kind of like fourth line minutes, maybe nine, ten minutes a night. So taking a look at his stats maybe isn't the best way to go because take a fourth liner, especially in the SHL where it is very skilled um, and a very defensive league at that. Um, You might look at ten points in 33 games and go, that's not like top ten material whatsoever. Um but then you remember that he's on the fourth line in a very defensive SHL uh, playing nine to 10 minutes and you go, okay, that's actually not that bad. Yeah, it actually does look pretty good. And you know, 33 games compared to um, like some of the other players on this list, you know, like that's not a lot of games. I don't think they play a whole lot in the SHL. Like it's definitely not an 82 game season, but it is definitely less than um, what you would expect. So maybe there was a bit of a 
injury issues there. Yeah. Um, I forget. Did uh, Was there any World Junior experience in there? Um, um, oh, yes. yes, there was. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he had seven games played, two goals, two assists for four points. I like, especially for European players, I like to use the World Juniors as kind of an idea as to where they're at. Because the World Juniors is kind of a showcase as to what you're going to see in the NHL in the next five to ten years. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of my idea of it. Um, so, you know what? Four points in seven games, that's pretty dang good, I'd say, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for a Sweden team that, you know, like Sweden is always competing at that at the World Juniors. doesn't matter what year it is. They're always competing. And in terms of the rest of its international play for this season, 15 games and six points. So kind of dropped off. But like I said, the World Juniors is kind of the main place where anybody who is going to be anybody in the next five to ten years is is at that point. So yeah. they are in that tournament. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, to get four points uh, in the uh, in the World Juniors is, is pretty good, I would say. You know, on, on Canada, it doesn't look as good. Um, but, you know, in any other team like Sweden, it's uh, four points is good. Yeah, for the tournament. Yeah, one thing I liked about Raymond just from the the highlight packages I've seen, um, and honestly, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I don't know a lot about these players from besides like a few minutes of, of highlights that I've seen from them. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I do know um, a little bit about hockey, and I can I can see what people potential are i guess and what they're good at yep um so with raymond i think he's got a good eye for making passes he's definitely a playmaker his shot's not all there but you know i i think he's just kind of accepted the role as the winger of getting it across to the guy on the left or centering it to your centerman i think that's where he really shines so um and i mean he got obviously got more assists than goals um for goals six assists it's mm. pretty close you can't really say that he is an assist getter i guess but i, I definitely yeah. see him more as like in the playmaker role like even the the plays where he there was no goal on the play he was making sweet feeds and like leading to um good quality chances so that's mm. that's what i really see him um doing in the nhl as well okay um but do you think that's what the the Ducks need, you know, that playmaking winger. I can see it, but I honestly feel that with that sixth pick, we really need to take a look at filling out the center pipeline a little bit more. Like we have, I think we, I think we're pretty, obviously you can always add and try to make it even better, but I think we're okay on the wings right now. Honestly, um, the center depth is kind of something I'm a little bit concerned about. So I took a look at uh, a couple of centers more for us to take, at least with that sixth overall pick. Um, uh, you want to go to North America or do you want to go to Europe first? Um, let's go. Let's stay in, in North America here. All right. Then, then we're kind of talking about some of the higher ranked guys as well. Perfect. Sounds just, good. Just by coincidence. So. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to talk about uh, Cole Perfetti here. Um, he's a 5'10", 177-pound centerman coming from the Saginaw spirit of the OHL. Uh, stat god, uh, at least this last <laughs> season here. Oh, yeah. uh, 61 games played, 
uh, in the OHL shortened season because of the coronavirus, unfortunately. Uh, had 37 goals, which I mean, that's nothing to laugh about. It's 37 goals, especially in the OHL, which, yes, it's an offensive league, but 37 goals is still an elite player, I'd say, in that league for sure. Oh, yeah. Then tack on his playmaking ability with 74 assists for 111 points in 61 games. That is absolutely insane. Uh, those, spe- are, yeah. those are big numbers. Yeah, especially, like again, especially for the OHL or even just the CHL in general. You get those players that are eclipsing 100 points in a season. I mean, that's for any league. But you get those players that are eclipsing 100 points in, or even 80 points in the CHL as a whole. And those are players that you're looking at deep. Um, the one oh, thing yeah. that actually uh, kind of stood out to me a little bit um, isn't even something that's necessarily on the ice. Uh, he was just awarded the 2020 uh, CHL and CIBC Scholastic Player of the Year Award. Um, so there's, I, I want to say there's like 60 teams in the CHL, so comprised of the WHL, Western Hockey League, uh, the OHL, Ontario Hockey League, and the QMJHL, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And, you know, each team has, what, 25 players, something like that. Anyway, I don't want to do the math right now. It's a shit ton of players. Put it that way. And this guy was selected as the Scholastic Player of the Year. Uh, Again, it's a junior league, 17 to 21-year-old. Or 16 to 21, I guess, for in some cases. Um, These guys are, you know, in school trying to do what they can. And some are uh, trying to, you know, they're obviously pursuing NHL dreams, but... Um, a big thing is the schooling aspect, especially for the CHL. Um, this this kind of award proves to me that he is a all-in player, no matter what the circumstance or the scenario is. Um, he'll do what he needs to to get things done, and will do it to the best of his ability. Um, and I mean, you take a look at his. Uh, his schooling that he got this award, and then you take a look at his point, pers- like his points on ice and the way he plays. This guy goes all out; doesn't matter what it is, and that's something I actually really like, and I think would be very beneficial in the next couple of years for the Anaheim Ducks club, especially as they start to get better. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, yeah, it just speaks to his work ethic, for sure. And like, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Don't worry. Um, I, was, I, was, I was saying like different different ways of saying it. Synonyms. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that's the kind of player that you want on your team. Um, you, you know, you don't want like, I mean, to tie it back to Goon that where we talked about, you don't want the uh, Xavier Laflemme type player who's just yeah. like they're pissing his money away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I mean um, you know, um, it's possible you can get that kind of award and then the money goes to your head. But yep. You know, it's not um, I, like it just doesn't seem like he would be that kind of player, I guess, if he is someone who gets that kind of award. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think Cole Perfetti is um, would be a good pick. He he is a centerman, um, but he does also have experience on the left wing as well. Mm-hmm. So he can kind of be flexible with where he, he fits in. And uh, again, you don't really have to rely or like build the team around him, you can just build a team and then he can fit in kind of wherever he needs to or the best fit. Like you have options. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put him, you know, first line center, 
second line left wing or or vice versa like you can you have those options to figure it out mm-hmm. later down the road so yeah uh you want to um, hop across the pond for my other pick if i were bummery yeah for sure all right so the other guy if uh, cole perfetti is not available at the time and if this guy is available i would take is uh, anton lundell uh, 6'1", 185-pound uh, centerman, again, uh, playing for HIFK of the Finnish Liga this season. Uh, played 44 games, had 10 goals, 18 assists for 28 points. Um, again, European kind of plays a shorter season or whatnot, but 28 points in 44 games looks pretty good. This is a player that both in his stature and his play style uh, kind of remind me of Ryan Getzlaff, and we're going to have to fill that hole, unfortunately, in the next couple of years here, right? So might as well take a look at somebody like Lundell who could be able to do that for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that a lot of people forget, and even I forget uh, a lot of the times, is in the first round, with the exception of the first, sometimes the second or third um, overall pick, you're drafting for two or three years down the road. You're not yeah. drafting for someone that's going to come in this year so if you're not drafting normally, yeah not normally like there's obviously exceptions but <laughs> the 2003 draft class <laughs> yeah but the the grand majority of the time this player doesn't break into the nhl for two or three years yeah so if ryan Getzlaff is gone in two or three years oh my god i'm tearing up a little bit just thinking <laughs> about that but um then you're going to need someone to fill that role and lundell i think could do that he's the big bodied centerman that Ryan Getzlaff is just without all the years of NHL experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a little bit low in all the draft rankings um, for me to really enjoy the fact that Bob Murray could take him at sixth overall. Like if we had a lower pick, I would be like nine or 10. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. Jump down and pick up Lundell. But at sixth, there's just so many like really, really good players on the board. Like, I don't want to say better than Lundell because mm-hmm. it's so hard to predict, but in my opinion, higher potential than Lundell. Yeah. And, uh, and again, and that's so just players left. Yeah. And again, that's just my opinion, just that I think that center uh, depth just needs to get boosted a little bit. And taking that sixth pick uh, would be a great place to help that out. So that's just my opinion mm-hmm. on it. Uh, you know, you may have an opinion that we, you, you have the opinion that we need to look at our wings a little bit more. Um, somebody yeah. might say it's the defense. Somebody might even say, screw John Gibson in the, in like the next three or four years, we need a goalie. If yeah. that's the case, you are wrong. John Gibson is going to be God for as long as he can be. Yes. Which exactly. I'm going to say like, you know, by the end of his contract. So what we got six yeah. years at least left. Yeah. I'd even give him a couple more. Yeah, seven or eight. Do an extension on yeah. that. So, oh yeah, for sure. But nothing too crazy, though. God, if we sign Gibson to and like an eight by twelve extension, I'm gonna Oof. lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, one centerman that you um, had jumped over that really caught my eye was Marco Rossi. Um, Rossi, I think it's Rossi. Marco Rossi. Um, he plays in uh, the OHL with the Auto 67s, but he's I think Austrian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like a part of, like from the import draft. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, um, 
as opposed to Lundell, he has the experience on the North American sized ice already, which is a huge benefit. Yep. Probably better English as well, um, which is also important. Um, but I really liked um, his passing as well, like similar to Raymond and like stick handling. Like he's got the puck on a string like all the time. Like he's just insane with that kind of stuff. Um, I guess I can read his stats here as well. Um, 56 games, 39 goals for um, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's cutting off my number, but 120 some points. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I got to find the actual number. Yeah, find that number um, here. <laughs> Marco Rossi stats 2020. And he's got a wicked shot too. Not like Austin Matthews level shot or Ovechkin level, but just like a fast shot. Um, I mean, obviously, because he has 39 goals, probably would have almost hit 50 if they played the full season. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they don't... No, sorry. They only play, what, 68 games? Yeah, I think it got brought down yeah. even from what it was a couple of years ago. It could be, yeah, I, I want to see 60. Yeah. 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 But, it, yeah, in 56 games, got 39 goals. So, easily, he would have hit the 40s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 120 points in total. Whew. And a... That's pretty nice. Good, actually. 69. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, oh yeah, he is Austrian. Yeah, he played for Austria in the World Juniors. Oh okay. In D one A. Yep. Yeah, so that would have been like yeah, the, the, like the A pool. What's it called? Oh, is it? Yep. Yep. That's, oh, okay. that's World Juniors. There was Austria in it this year. Uh, I think I thought, so. I thought they were in like the what is it called the relegation or whatever you do to play in to get in next year. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, played in the played for Austria this year in the World Juniors. Mm. Five games, five points, three goals, two assists. So, um, yeah, good numbers there as well. In whatever level of the World Juniors it happened to be in. Yeah, that's all I got to say about Rossi. All right. And <laughs> yeah. um, you took a little bit of a look ahead there. We have that draft pick that we acquired from Boston. That was in the deal that we made... For that was the Bacchus the deal. Bacchus deal. Bacchus yeah, and thank you. Kasha. Yeah. Um, yeah, we picked their first one to take on the Bacchus contract because it is interesting. Yeah. So you were taking a look at a couple players uh, that we could take later on in the first round. Who do you have there? Um, yeah, Lundell was one of them. Um, the original draft rankings I was looking at that kind of averages a bunch of stuff had Lundell at, I think, 25. Okay, so he's still um, a possibility there even. So, yeah, it's possible. Like... Bob McKenzie has Lindell at 12 and like honestly he could drop down to like the 20th like it happens sometimes yep. players just get passed over um so you know if he he manages to drop there cuz you know when you're out of the top 10 really anything can happen mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um Caden Gooley who we talked about on the last kind of draft episode uh defensive defenseman brother of uh the Gooley that we have Brendan Gooley uh plays with uh, oh yeah, PA in the WHL. Prince uh, Albert, I think for those of you who don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Just, <laughs> I I don't think I've said Prince Albert like ever <laughs> in my life. It's just always been PA. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think he he's a possibility to to drop down. Defensemen tend to get passed over uh, in the first round. So um, 
I think that would be a really good pick, as we talked about before. Um, you had actually brought him up, I think, on the last, on the last episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were, were kind of the guys, so we don't, we don't really need to talk about them again, I don't think. Yeah. But I guess uh, let's talk about some wingers then, um, since we've really only talked about centermen. Cool. So, um, well, I guess Lucas Raymond we've already talked about, yeah. but Alexander Holtz is an, another one. says he can play left or right wing. Uh, he's from, oh, dear God. Uh, <laughs> sorry about this, Jurgardens. Yeah, Jurgarden. Of the SHL. Yeah, is that actually it? Yeah. Okay. At least, at least that's my oh, that's I, my understanding of it, Jurgarden. Okay. I <laughs> I should have just said it with more confidence. <laughs> um, Think of like uh, like Django, yeah. but is the Django like Django and Chain? Oh yeah. You, but you just say kind of yeah, Django. just Django. So just Jurgarden. Yeah. 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 Or like you're saying, your garden. But with like a Boston accent. Jagaden. Jagaden. Go out to Jagaden. No, now it just now it just sounds Austrian, like a Schwarzenegger accent. Jagaden. Jagaden. <laughs> Jesus, we're nerds. Come with me if you want to get out to Jagaden. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, let's talk about Alexander Holtz of that team. You don't want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> no. <laughs> he might be a good draft pick, you know? <laughs> Honestly, if he was uh, not... How old is he? Like 50? 60? Oh, no. The guy's got to be in his 70s now. 70s now? Uh, actually, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't even oh, want to I'm know finding out. So you're going to find out. But if he wasn't that old, I think he'd be a sweet enforcer to have on your fourth line. <laughs> okay, here. <laughs> Higher or lower, 65 years old. I'm going to go lower. Lower? You are incorrect. He is 72. Oh, wow. And the man is still just kicking it. Oh, yeah. Okay, but really quickly before, but then we'll get back on track. Chris Pratt is dating uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. How... You're Chris Pratt. That doesn't matter. Nobody gives a fuck if you're Chris Pratt. How intimidating do you think that is to go and pick up the daughter of Arnold Schwarzenegger and have to meet dad? <laughs> yeah, that's an intimidating father-in-law. That's for sure. <laughs> like, Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Yeah. That, yeah, I would not want to no. do that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Already. Alexander Holtz, <laughs> left right winger of Jurgarden in the SHL. Six feet tall, 192 pounds, 35 games played, nine goals, 16 points. Um, so kind of similar to Lucas Raymond yep. there, you know, a um, little bit more games played, so a few more points. Again, probably being the young guy played um, lower minutes, similar to Raymond. You said what, like nine or 10 on the fourth yep. line? Is what he was getting. So, but yeah, looking at the um, World Junior rankings or uh, World Junior stats, uh, do you have those up? Or do you, uh, you pull them up? up? I do not have them up. Okay. Do you have anything to that you want to say about? Uh, no, I don't. This is this one's on you. I I actually hadn't this taken a whole, whole yeah. I didn't take a whole lot of a look at him honestly. Okay. Um, my initial thoughts on him was his wicked shot, like. It, it's like the Austin Matthews kind of yeah. shot, like just that fast wrist shot or the Pedersen too. Ooh, yep. That that's probably a better example because Matthews is more 
like an Ovechkin type, I guess. Okay. But um, in my opinion, I don't know. I it's can, so I hard can to see compare, the comparison. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Pedersen, I guess, is probably the best example. You know, like just the fast, wicked wrister, and it's accurate too. Like it's it's not just throwing it at the net and trying to power it through. It's it's you're picking a spot and it's going there. Um, Holtz really has that shot, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he's also a bigger body than a lot of these guys. Like he's just strong. Um, like I said, six feet tall, 183 pounds, like somewhat average, but like he uses that strength very effectively. No, I don't want to whitelist you. I want to block these. Ads. What? <laughs> um, oh, I wanted uh, elite prospects wanted me to add them to the, the whitelist so they could show me. Ads. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Cause I have my ad blocker, <laughs> but um, okay. Yes. With Sweden of the world junior tournament, seven games and five points, three goals, two assists. And just in um, general international play, 17 games played and nine points. Yeah, that's respectable. So yeah, respectable numbers for sure. Yeah. But that's really all I had to say. All about right. Really. His shot was just the most impressive. There you so, go. Um, which, which is kind of what I was looking for for this team like we need a lot of things but i think a good scoring winger um could be really beneficial not that we don't have one but just someone who's not afraid to shoot the puck and holtz is one of those players mm-hmm. um like silverberg henrik and raquel that entire line can put the puck in the back of the net but they're all like afraid to shoot they all just want to yeah. pass to make the play it seems like That's so fair. i think having that having a guy with those guys like um, what did I say Holtz was? Um, Elite Prospects has him at right wing, but I think he plays both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a right shot, so right wing would make the most sense. But if you did like Raquel, Henrique, and then Holtz, you would have two guys that could get the puck to Holtz, and then he would um, he would shoot it. And then you could bump Silverberg up to play with Getzlaff and Milano. And I think that just kind of spreads out the scoring of the top six mm-hmm. a little bit more. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, this is obviously like if Holtz was to come in this yeah. year, which I don't think he would. But strange um, things have happened. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Some some players are just yeah. ready, ready to go. Awesome. Um, who catches your eye in terms of wingers? Um, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest here. I left the wingers more for you because that's that was more what you were thinking. I took a look more at the yeah. centers. You, you wanted the yeah. centers, yeah. Um, but just kind of with the, I I know I talked about him on a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but if you want a bit more of of an in-depth, uh, talk about him, uh, it is somewhere back there. Uh, I, being a goalie myself, I like to take a look at the upcoming goalies and, um, the one guy that I think could fall to us in that second, maybe even third round is, uh, Garen Bjorklund from, uh, the medicine Nut tigers there. 6'2 goalie, 173 pounds. Um, he played 28 games this uh, season, went 25 and 1, uh, an 0897 save percentage, and a 291 goals against. Um, might may, may seem like like a high goal, higher goals against and a lower save percentage than maybe you would want. Um, but having watched that Tigers club, especially for the last like better part of a decade, um, yeah, so. Just as a as a, kind of a point here, Chris Russell uh, was a 
member of the Mesonite Tigers before uh, he went on to the NHL. Uh, Chris Russell was the last time that this Tigers club really was a defensive. I, I, I won't even go defensive-minded team. Just was a defensive team in some form oh, yeah. or another. Otherwise, yeah. since they have been very offensive-minded, um, and not, that's not to say that they can't play defense, but it does kind of skew your goalie uh, stats a little bit. Bjorklund is a very capable goalie, um, uh, I believe at least. And uh, I think he could do good actually uh, in a couple of years sitting beside or sitting behind um, John Gibson there. Um, at least just to start. Now, uh, I was a, I, I had something else on my mind in terms of uh, Bjergland. I don't remember. Can't help you there. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll come to me at like just a <laughs> random point in the show. Wait for it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, if you want a bit more in depth on what I think about him, uh, it is a few episodes back. I don't remember which one exactly, but it is back there. <laughs> it, it is there, yeah. I yeah. remember. I distinctly remember you talking about him. So yeah, I was looking through uh, Bob McKenzie's rankings to see if he had him, but um, probably not in the. It does not look I, like it. Yeah, I was gonna say McKenzie typically just is the first round. No, he's done. Looks like the first three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just scanning like super quickly, and I yeah. just don't see him. And so. again. It could very well not even be the third round. It all kind of depends on where somebody will take the first goalie and then the dominoes kind of start to fall. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, McKenzie has Yaroslav Askarov, uh, a goaltender of St. Petersburg, the VHL, um, at number 11. Wow. I, I don't know who that is, but he apparently has him above Dawes. Uh, Nico Interesting. Dawes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I know we talked about this off air, but the three teams that we could think of that would need some goalie help either now or in the future um, that haven't at least kind of prepared for it are Detroit, Buffalo, and who was the third team that we said? Chicago. Chicago. There you go. Um. So pretty much, it's going to be wait for one of those teams to take a goalie, and then the dominoes fall. So yeah. Exactly. Um, could be the second round. Like last year, I know it went pretty early with um, uh, who did Florida take? It's the end of the first round, I think. Highly touted USA goalie. Forget his name. But I either way. I forget too. <laughs> um, yeah, why can't I think of it right now? Anyway, he was picked up and then the second round was a, was a decent amount of goalies going through. So, yeah. It all, usually, yeah, but and that's, it tends that's to a, be in the second round that yeah. goalies start to at some point, usually yeah. middle to the end, but it has been earlier. So yeah, so yeah, you you can never really know with, well, I mean, you can never know with goalies as a whole, but like especially for the drafting, it's like it's just who wants to take that first uh, leap of faith on uh, a guy who can backstop you. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Spencer Knight, that's who it was. There you go. Thank you. Selected with was, the it, number Spencer's. 13 pick in 2019. There you go. And then I don't think there was another goalie pick, though, until I think it was Ottawa took Matt Sogard in the no, second round. Second round, yeah. Yeah, was it 33rd overall? Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to double check. I just want to see if I got that one correct. Okay. Um, yeah, those were really kind of the guys we wanted to hit, I think, for um, – in terms of draft prospects. Uh, damn it, he was 37th. 
Ah, that's pretty close. That, that's like, pretty that's close. honestly impressive that you <laughs> even got close. Like, yeah. Uh, was there any other players that you wanted to talk about for the for that first? Uh, uh, I guess really the first three picks. You know, the two in round one and the the second rounder. Yeah. No. Those are the those are the guys that I was kind of looking at at the moment. Um, again, uh, between Lundell and Perfetti, kind of depends on who's there. Um, as much as it would be nice to fill that Getzlaff uh, slot, uh, I think Perfetti would be a better choice if we could take him. Um, he just seems to, he just kind of impresses me a lot more all around. Uh, mm-hmm. But Lundell would be a great pick as well, don't get me wrong. Um, I like your ideas for later on in the first round. And then from there on out, it's the Wild West. You don't know what's really going to happen. No so, idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, take a look at the. Uh, the Calgary Flames, they drafted Dustin Wolf in the, I think it was the, with the very last pick of last year's draft. And he was the CHL goalie of the year this year. So mm-hmm. you you never know basically after the first round. You never know after the first three picks. Like Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. It's just, <laughs> even, it's even just us giving our ideas <laughs> as to what we think and we're probably going to be wrong. So Yeah, exactly. The only person who knows is Bob Murray. And even then, he probably doesn't know right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bob Murray or Bob McKenzie? (laughs) Bob Murray. Bob Murray. (laughs) For our pick, I mean. Fair enough. Yeah. Bob McKenzie has the best guess. I'll give him that. um, So let's let's kind of play this out as Bob Murray. You got that sixth overall pick. Lafreniere is obviously gone. We'll say Stutzel and Byfield. Are, are gone there's there's no way they make it down to six but i think after those guys you know there's a potent possibility of drysdale the highest uh defenseman of, of dropping down to sixth um perfetti like he's fifth he could drop a spot and then any other guy i think we have a, a shot at so you got that number six spot lafreniere stutzel and byfield are off the board who are you picking who's your ideal pick who do you want I don't even know, honestly. You have no idea? <laughs> I don't. You don't have like a dream player that you're like, man, I would really love if this guy was a duck. Well, I mean Lafreniere, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but realistically. <laughs> um, okay, it's not necessarily a pick idea, but I just had something kind of go through my head. And that's maybe why I'm not overly sure, because it's just this idea came in my head here. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here, here's tinfoil hat again. Not not necessarily conspiracy, but just like wacky idea. Okay, if you say trade up for Lafreniere, I'm gonna reach through my computer and smack you. You're half right. It's trade, but not trade up. Mm-hmm. Trade completely. We have two picks in the first round. You know who's really been sucking ass the last ten years? Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know who has a star centerman? Who really wants to get the hell out of Buffalo right now? Mm. Buffalo. His name's Jack Eichel. That fills that center spot that I've been talking about. It does. You're right. You, you probably have to spice it up with like another good prospect, but you got two picks in this year's draft and get throwing a prospect in there. Oh, God. That does look, that does <laughs> sound so nice. Like I said, it's but, a crazy idea, but like yeah. anything is possible right now, like especially just given Jack Eichel as a whole. Yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite idea. If it happened, I wouldn't be mad about it. But I don't see it happening because I think Bob Murray is really building for the future. Yeah, and he doesn't want to fuck it up and just rush it. So I think he's just going to do it right. Draft a couple players. Oh my god, that's that one. that's Sorry. fair. But you bring in a star pedigree, 
and build around that as well as um, the rest of your young core i don't it's, <laughs> like i said I mean, crazy idea but it's, it's something that that is like plausible like oh, <laughs> like, oh man <laughs> i really messed you up now with bringing that up didn't i you did like <laughs> it's crazy but it has some sense to it you know yeah like eichel gets to start fresh somewhere else too yeah that is trying to build hasn't been building for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and okay keep tearing but, it down but right now like well i guess not october but first game of the season uh, of 2020 or 2021 whenever it happens to be where does jake i where i need jack i need a second (laughs) where yeah you've really done a number (laughs) okay first game of the season of next season opening night where does jack eichel fit on this roster as a centerman first or second line who do you take out Put Getzlaff on the third line? That's not going to happen. You're going to have Henrique as your third line center? That's going to cause some tension. Henrique's been around for a few years. You put Jack Eichel, the newcomer, on the third line? He's not going to like that. That's not how you get a new guy to like you. I feel like Getzlaff is your your option there. I know I have a bunch of people screaming at their phone right now. Yeah, but like... You've lost me. You've lost me. Oh, man. (laughs) That's just the only thing that does make sense because, like, yes, he can still play. You still keep him for, what, he has one or two years left on his contract. You keep him around to finish it out, be the leader still. You're not stripping captaincy from him whatsoever. From Getzlaff? Oh, God, no. no. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, he's still a part of your team. I'm not saying get rid of him or, like, trade him off or that sort of thing unless he, for whatever reason, wants another shot at a cup. That's the only way I can yeah. see it happening. Otherwise, he's a duck for life. It's hap- it, It's staying that way. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I could really see it. I could. That's the only. Say the crazy idea of Jack Eichel coming to Anaheim is a thing, and then who you have to re, like kind of move around. It's Ryan Getzlaff, and I feel like he would be a guy who would do that for the team. Uh, yeah, you still lost me. <laughs> I, I can't see Getzlaff on the third line. <laughs> I know that if he if it happened, he would be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've had my time. You take it, buddy. Yeah. But I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's i've heard worse ideas for sure but <laughs> um but yeah anyways you completely just took my question crumpled it up into a ball and stuffed it in your ass and shit it back out so thanks for that <laughs> if i was bob murray i would I, I would take cole perfetti if he was still on the board he yeah my top pick yeah you go with cole perfetti yeah um <laughs> other my other pick, my second one, would be Drysdale. And if both of those guys are gone, like Bob McKenzie is projecting, then I don't fucking know. <laughs> be interesting. Actually, no. If you wanted. You know, I'm going to take your original guess at what I was going for. Trade up. You have two first-round picks. Here, go for the first one. Take Lafreniere. Go for the first overall pick? Yep. You trade your top two pick. Hell, maybe even your your first three picks. Your sixth, your uh, bottom half, and your first second round pick. Yeah, you trade those and take that first. Yeah, Hell, depending or even on who you, you, that team is, yeah. it's possible. You wouldn't be able to get the third, obviously, um, or the second. Sorry, because it's L.A. 
Third, I don't think Ottawa's going to want to take off. Detroit definitely no, doesn't want to drop pick anymore. Is fifth, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I. It would be dependent. I think if there was, I think if there was a huge upset in the play-in round and like a big name team, like I don't know, we'll say Pittsburgh just for the fun of it. Jesus Pittsburgh Christ, doesn't, Lafreniere. Pittsburgh Malk. doesn't need Lafreniere. <laughs> like La- they would be more Lafreniere, than happy to Lafreniere, get rid of that. Malkin, Crosby. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you might as well I, I don't just know pack who your you, bag and go home. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who you would take from Pittsburgh for those, but yeah, I don't know. Do you take like a like a Gensel? Ooh, Gensel for those two, and they get Lafreniere to play, or not Lafreniere? Fuck, they get. <laughs> I don't know who do they get in return. I don't know the sixth pick, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we're making Pittsburgh's so many people mad right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should put the tinfoil hats away and, and get to some Twitter polls. Oh, mine's always on, man. You know this. <laughs> I, know. I always got crazy ideas. <laughs> All right, you want to go to the uh, Twitter polls then? Yeah, I guess before we, we wrap this up, let us know on Twitter what you guys would do if you were Bob Murray. Who you would want to take at sixth overall yeah. with Lafreniere, Stutzel, and Byfield off the board. And how, and how crazy am I with my Jack Eichel idea? Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that's stupid. But I got you thinking. You had me. At, but I got you thinking. Yeah. yeah. Not going to lie, you had me in the first half. <laughs> oh, all right, so let's get into our Twitter polls here. We had three uh, this week. Um, so we'll start off with uh, on our catch-up episode, our, our, our catch-up announcement episode. Not really your typical episode, kind of like this is, I guess. Yeah. Um, we were discussing uh, Powerade or Gatorade, so I made that a poll for this week. Um, Carter, which one did you say you picked again, Powerade or Gatorade? Pa- um, I think I said Powerade. Powerade? Well, you- Except for those G2 things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you're in the minority with Powerade there. Gatorade took it with 87.5%, proving that everybody else is sane except for that 12.5% of people who wanted to pick Powerade. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember. I I drink kind of whatever's there in terms of Gatorade or Powerade. Yeah. Where where I'll give Gatorade the advantage is the little nozzle. Oh yeah, that's a way better nozzle. Yeah, Powerade sucks. That's true. <laughs> All right, so uh, our next one was uh, the day of our game two. Uh, we are currently three games into the series. Carter is leading the series two to one for our Ducks versus Ducks yeah. NHL uh, twenty series. Uh, so two in a row, baby. <laughs> So I had said with game one complete, uh, who takes the Ducks versus Ducks series as a whole? Um, I'm not going to ask you, Carter, who you think is going to take it because we're obviously going to pick each other uh, for who's going to take the series. Um, so I took it to Twitter and uh, the fans are 50-50. <laughs> there, there was no consensus as to who was going to take this series. Nope. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's a mystery, just like who's getting the first overall. Exactly. Ha, oh, you had to bring that up again, didn't you? Fuck did. the NHL. <laughs> All <laughs> right, and then speaking of that draft lottery, uh, from our from the draft lottery day said that the Ducks are currently looking, well, obviously not anymore, uh, the first or the fifth overall pick with 8.5% odds to get the first. Uh, where did people think they were going to land? Carter, where did you think we were going to land before we got the sixth overall pick? Um, I, I was thinking that we were going to, um, we were just going to kind of stay around where we were, yeah. like around like the five, five or six. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, Honestly, I thought we were going to stay at five. I yeah. Didn't think. Or like, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So I split this up uh, because Twitter only gives you the option of four options on your polls. So combined was like first, second, um, and third, fourth, and fifth, sixth, and lower than seventh. Um, so it was actually, uh, it was pretty close throughout, actually. Uh, both the first, second, and fifth, sixth, uh, technically they both won at 30% of, uh, of votes. And the other 40% getting split into 20 for either was the third, fourth, and lower than seventh. So same thing, kind of nobody really had a, a clear idea as to where. Um, it was a lot of hope, obviously, for the uh, first and second, but... Um, I think a lot of people were like you. They were thinking we're going to stay around the same spot at fifth or sixth. So there you go. We got sixth, the sixth spot in the NHL 2020 draft lottery, which is pretty good. Like, really, there's not a lot of difference between the fifth and sixth spot in terms of the players yeah. you can get. So yeah, nothing true. wrong with that. I'm not mad. Not mad. So. And uh, just to not Detroit, man. Yeah, (laughs) and just to remind everybody, in case people are upset about sixth spot for whatever reason, the last time that the Anaheim Ducks drafted sixth overall was in 2012, where we picked up Hampus Lindholm. Boom! There you go. Can't be that bad. Yeah. Was that all the Twitter? Yeah, that was everything. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, I guess uh, game four will be um, Monday when this drops, right? Will be Monday. Yeah. Make sure so to you got a chance in. to even up the series. Yeah, I, I have a chance to take a commanding three-one lead. <laughs> I do get home. Yeah, you do get home. We're in. Uh, yeah. Oh no, yeah. This is game. This is game four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this will be the, your your second home game. So. Yep. Before we're back in your ducks barn. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of lots of stuff to look forward to. Um. I guess training camps also open. Haven't heard too much from the Ducks about what's going on with their training camp. Or not training camp. I guess practice facilities are open. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Just if, just if any players from... are going to be getting on the ice just for like offseason or whatnot. Because we're, we're in the offseason at this point. We don't know when the offseason is going to be off. but Yeah. But, you know, there's a little bit of stuff going on. I haven't heard too much about Ducks players doing anything. So. Not a whole lot. I think everybody's just kind of hanging out. So, Yeah. Um, I guess we're just over an hour on the episode. We could end it now, but I thought of something else that we can talk All about. Right. <laughs> Not necessarily Ducks related, but the new Seattle arena. How do you feel about that? What is it again? It's like something clean. Climate Pledge, Climate Pledge. Arena. There you go. Um, I, I want to say it was, uh, again, our, our boss at the uh, Hockey Podcast Network, our, uh, Isha. I believe it was him who had said, like, what do you think the team name should be for Seattle now, given the arena? So I took that idea of Pledge being a cleaning brand, and I said it oh, had yeah. to be the uh, Seattle Cleans, and I put uh, Mr. Clean as the uh, mascot. And, of course, it had to be, like, that sexy commercial, uh, like a gif of that. So, If we had a Mr. Clean mascot, I would want him before every game. Uh, to no, take no, no. Off you, Ryan gets last no, helmet. You just stop it right and there, and then just like scrub the show. But no, you just stop it there, right there. I would just want him before every game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too. Come on, yeah. that that mom wanted him in that commercial badly. Like I don't even know how that yeah. made air. Like, 
I can't be in the minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, to have him take off Getzlav's helmet and <laughs> polish, and polish his head. <laughs> yeah. And it has to be done at center ice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the pregame ritual. <laughs> oh man. We I don't know if we could have Ryan Getzlav even on the show at this point. <laughs> he may not want to come on. Yeah, uh, no. We wouldn't be able to make any of our jokes about his no. hair or lack of. <laughs> we just call him Captain Clutch the whole yeah. time. Hey, Clutch. See, I want to make the playoffs one more time with Getzlaff because I want to see what his playoff beard could look like. I don't remember. Yeah, so. it's it's foggy. Yeah. I'd want him to grow, try and grow out his hair too. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Can he not? <laughs> I don't think so. He's got the sides. He's got He's the, the sides. sides. You want him to look like Grandpa by the end of it? <laughs> yeah. I think he just keeps it clean shaven. Yeah. So, That's good. I, th- I think he's still got a little bit of hair left. Yeah, in there. it just looks better. Yeah, with no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, you're you're not a fan of the uh, Seattle Union. It's definitely right? interesting, especially given that like Amazon, like bought the naming rights. Like, why not mm-hmm. just go with like Amazon Place, Amazon Arena? Like, you made it Climate Pledge. <laughs> Yeah. Like you still could have gone with like your whole like environmental angle on it by still just calling it like mm-hmm. Amazon Arena. So Yeah. Like if you just don't make it the Amazon logo yeah. then it's just like the rainforest. There you go. So yeah. You have um, you have I the do, rainforest. I do like the idea behind it, it though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's such a good idea. Um, Hire me, Seattle. I'm here. Yeah. They better do that anyways though. Like add the uh the rainforest yeah <laughs> just for shits in there but um no i do i do like the idea behind the uh the arena that it's like carbon oh yeah no yeah I, I love that I, you yeah. can't bash trying to be good to the planet yeah no i'm all for that it's just the name fucking yeah. sucks <laughs> climate pledge arena <laughs> yeah there is worse names like what i think like little caesar's arena it's like half good pizza well, yeah, but like it's not the name of a good arena, especially for a legendary team like Detroit. Oh, the legendary Detroit Red Wings, one of the original <laughs> six teams. Oh, where do you guys play? A oh, Little Caesars Arena. Be better if it was hot and ready all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not this season, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, no wonder they suck at hockey. Their ice is hot. <laughs> oh man, we went down as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh. I'm trying to think of like what other NHL arena names there are that like just might be bad. Let me let me take a quick look here. In terms of, in terms of good names, Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, you can't like, go wrong with that. Which is a yeah, it's a beautiful arena again. Yeah, like you need a good name to go with your awesome new arena. Oh excuse me. The other thing I'm not a fan of is like you have Rogers Place and Rogers Arena, Rogers Center, Scotiabank Arena, and Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Yeah. For, Can we get some diversity yeah. in the arena uh, You have here? Bell Center and Bell MTS Place. Yeah. No. Um, Gila River Arena for Arizona. Gila River? Yeah. Like Gila and then River. Hmm. I did not know that. Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Nationwide Arena. That, that one like rolls off the tongue yeah. nicely, so I do like that. I see Prudential Center for New Jersey, and I just think of like the first part of that word, just prude. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> San Jose in the SAP Center. 
It's a bunch yeah. of saps. I think, it, yeah, I think it's supposed to be SAP. Yeah, it is, but I just say sap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of saps. I don't know. I think taking Little Caesars Arena off the board, Climate Pledge Arena is my least favorite. That's arena fair. Game. What's Vegas's? Uh, T Mobile Arena. it's just a normal one (laughs) or uh boston td garden can't really go wrong with the staples center in la honestly yeah we'll give that to la but it's like a good arena name oh i mean they're doing paperwork this offseason as well so (laughs) yeah you could go like staples center like staple you to the boards yeah there you go drew Drew doughty's teeth are held in by staples (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) Jonathan Quick's pads are held together by staples. <laughs> Jonathan Quick is held together by staples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PPG Paints Arena. Take a guess as to where that I'll, is. Oh, God. I know where it is, too. Uh, first of all, I like that name because it starts with PP, but <laughs> that's the four-year-old in me talking. Um, PPG Arena. Oh, PPG Paints Arena. PPG Paints Arena. It's in the East, right? Yes. Um, I want to see. I want to say Columbus, but I know it's wrong. Is the team blue? No. Actually, oh, wait. Okay. They have worn a blue jersey in their past. Oh God, that doesn't help. <laughs> but it's not blue right now. Okay. PPG Paints. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, feel, I don't know. I'll give you one more hint in terms of the arena. Okay. The arena okay. beforehand was nicknamed the Igloo. Oh, Penguins. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, that one, that hint kind of gave it away, but. Yeah. Yeah, I still got to say the best one is Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. Such a good name. Like, just that arena is just synonymous with entertainment as a whole. Yeah. Even the abbreviation, MSG. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Something that gives me headaches instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me all that MSG, man. <laughs> See, like like chicken balls at uh, like Chinese places. Uh, yeah, like the MSG like in it, like instant headaches for me. Like I'll, I'll have one bite and have a headache. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to survive if I was like that. I love chicken balls. Yeah, they are good. I do miss them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I think we've talked about arenas enough. Yeah. Uh, we've done the Twitter polls. We've given our take on the draft lottery and where the ducks could sit or what the ducks can do with where they sit. Where the ducks can sit in the pond. Yes. Because <laughs> right now they're just sitting ducks. <laughs> in the middle that was of unintentional the- at first, by the way. <laughs> in the middle of a duck hunt. Yeah. <laughs> in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> how many more puns can you come up with let us know on twitter <laughs> yeah uh do you have anything else you want to add nate um no just the fact that uh you finally you finally listened to me and you got twitter yes i i finally bit the bullet carter finally has twitter. twitter again yeah. <laughs> i had twitter before i just didn't really use it so i got rid of it that's fair yeah it was a long time ago though and a lot has changed Yes, that is very true. How many characters can you have now? Something like 240. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that whole idea, though, because like 
I see Facebook posts all the time, and it's got the little see more button under it, and I click that, and just like a wall of text opens up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm not reading this. Nobody's <laughs> reading this. What are you doing? See, and like if you get into like a massive thread on Twitter, typically it's pretty good, actually, because someone's having well, to like, exactly. take the time to actually put that out like that. Yeah. So. You got to, yeah, because you type 240 characters, and you're like, uh, and then you get to like the little red circle at the bottom, and tell or it starts highlighting the words yeah or whatever it's like now you got to cut her back man and you're like yeah do i really need to say this part and you can like kind of edit as you go you yeah just like spew out stuff like facebook exactly does yeah and if you really need to say more you can do a second tweet yeah and think about it some more <laughs> you know you got time to filter yourself i like it exactly unless you're donald trump well, yeah. I went There's there. I'm obviously sorry. Exceptions to <laughs> I'm the sorry. Room, I but. went there. <laughs> I, I couldn't hold that one back. <laughs> it happens. That's that guy point. needs a five yeah. character limit. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're a little liquored up, but you know, it happens. You, you slip up. <laughs> All right. Don't talk political at the, at the podcast today. No, I promise I won't. One drink in. Donald Trump needs five character limit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just have to start using emojis only. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, um, I think that's yes, a good place I did to finally end it. get Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did finally get Twitter. You can find me at Pots a Goal a Game. Pots with two T's, as in my last name: P O T T S A G O A L A G A M E. Pots a Goal a Game. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and... cannot guarantee a goal a game, but that's what I do. So. <laughs> and you can find my Twitter at Tate Thomas. Just take my name, Nate Thomas, and swap the N and the T around. You should be able to spell those. So Yeah. And, of course, um, find the podcast at Quack Report Pod on Twitter. I am still handling that. I don't know if Carter wants to take reins on that for a little bit, but... <laughs> Let's take it one account at a one time. One account at a time. Fair <laughs> enough. I think I'm running, um, like, four or five on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got. I'll I'll work up to that. Don't worry. There you go. Um, one more thing about your your Twitter handle because it's the same on like well, pretty much the same on everything, is it not? Yeah, I did uh, because it was the yeah. one thing that I kind of realized that worked, and I got that nickname actually from uh, old coworkers mine. Oh yeah. So and then it became my um, tw- like my handle on everything. Like I even changed my Xbox Live thing to that. So yeah, if you want to have me on Xbox oh, yeah. Live, go for it. <laughs> yeah, play some chill with them. Yeah, I'll play chill with you. Absolutely. Yeah. He needs the practice after I kicked his ass the last couple games. Oh, them fighting words, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyways, with your, your Twitter handle, my girlfriend always reads it as Tayton Hamas. Tayton Like She puts Tayton the N Hamas. on your first name. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Even though she knows who you are and what your name actually is, she's like, who's Tayton Hamas? Oh, Nate, obviously. <laughs> that should just... You know what? That's what I'm going to make my... Uh, I'm not going to have it be Nate Thomas anymore on my Be A Pro. It's going to be Tayton Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, do her up. All right. Yeah, I think that's all we got Perfect. Um, for this episode. So, yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks or so to talk whatever Ducks news or NHL news comes our way. See you later. Bye. Bye.